0: alright well hello and welcome welcome and hello today is Thursday which means that it is vlog day and I sat here and I got my vlog notes out and I got my software set up and I got all my mods and stuff and I got something to drink and it's a nice cool temperature and I sit here and I shot about 45 minutes worth of vlogness my software froze crashed and I lost all the footage. So this is basically round two, which really bums me out because truly and honestly, I feel like it was some of, if not the best vlogging I have ever done. I was being funny and witty and articulate and concise and all my thoughts were there, and now I feel like I'm just going bleh the bleh, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but hello. Welcome to the vlog. Um, We do have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. As per usual, we're going to have some updates from the last vlog as well as the coil building video I did. Uh, I do want to revisit the TFV4 tank, which I already did and I already talked about. It's all, this is all second, uh, this is all scene two, take two for me. That's which is fine First thing of course we're gonna have beer of course we're gonna have first impressions and shout outs. I don't have a retro vaping segment prepared but what I do have is a reviews for things that never got reviews segment prepared as well as a new final ending segment that I think is uh, I think it's gonna be great I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be really really funny. So the first thing I want to start off with uh, vapor trail Connecticut that's right Vapor trail Connecticut <clears throat> let me get the link here uh, CT vapor trail that's right. CT Vapor Trail 2015, Grim Green, Ruby Roo, we're going to, Ruby Roo, I said it again, Ruby, uh, we're going to be up in Connecticut, uh, in South Glansbury, Connecticut, uh, for, this, for the Vapor Trail, for it's a Safata fundraiser, all the early bird tickets are sold out, but there are still 77 general admission tickets, they stop being on sale, they go off sale on September 20th, so you really only have a couple days to get your tickets, um, if you get tickets then you don't get to come hang out and I've actually you know I've talked to a lot of people who are really excited about this event uh, people in the area even from you know, like uh, down in Jersey or I don't geography very well but the surrounding areas people are coming up and they're uh, I'm excited to hang out obviously I love hanging out with Ruby Rue she's one of my nearest and dearest friends and this should be a really fun event and I'm excited to see Kevin again it's been a really long time so I'll post a link in the description to where you can check that out uh, if you're so interested if you're in the area get some tickets and then uh, I had one other quick correction, or not a correction. The ohm reader that I used in the Clapton video, this, yeah, this comes from uh, this comes from Coilmaster, and I'm told that it's a clone of another another ohm reader. There's another ohm reader out here that looks and functions the same way, and that this is the clone. Good God, we're cloning ohm readers now. But. What it does is it's cool because you can check your ohms on there and then you can flip the switch and fire it. So you can kind of do everything right here. You just wrap your coils, check your ohms, turn it off, Wrap your coils, check your ohms, turn it off, and then you can fire it when you need to fire it. It's not supposed to fire below a 0.2 ohm coil, and I fired a 0.11 on here uh, in that Clapton coil video, which I hope everybody watched and enjoyed and found useful. So it didn't seem to do any damage or anything like that, and it fired it. It fired it just fine. with the. Uh, with no issues so I don't know how hard they are on that limit of 0.2 ohms or else so yeah I'll post a link in the description they sell it for about 40 bucks on the uh, on the website I apologize I all my tabs got closed because I had to reset my computer I had to reinstall a bunch of software Coilmaster, uh, master coil 521 39.99 free shipping on this and when I first got it I was kind of like yeah that's I mean that's cool that's a cool thing. I don't know how much I'll use it. Turns out yeah, I use it. I use it a lot. I think it's uh I think it's great. I like building on here and then firing on here and then pinching and firing and then checking your resistance and it's it's all good. It works uh it works really well. I was surprised at how much I actually use this. So yeah. So that, I'll post a link in the description to it. So I wanna talk, I wanna back up a little bit and talk about last week's vlog. So last week's vlog, ooh, got really uh, heated there in the comments. And obviously I wanna thank everybody for their comments and for, you know, uh, putting their information out there, whether it was their opinions or whatever studies. Um, in the at the end of the day for me I, I don't want to vape nickel wire that's that's just how it is and there's a lot of people who are super into nickel wire and I get that and cool more for you less for me and I just want to kind of expand on something in that video I said I don't want to build my own nickel coils and that's true I do not want to build my own nickel coils but I said I don't mind I said I feel more comfortable vaping nickel coil heads like this, like that's in this Magnus NI tank. The fact of the matter is that if I wasn't in the position I'm in, if I wasn't running a YouTube channel that's based on vape reviews, then I probably wouldn't be using nickel at all. I I just it doesn't appeal to me. I, I from my first nickel vape, I would not have enjoyed it. I don't really enjoy nickel vapes. I don't like the way they vape. Additionally, I can taste nickel. And I know people are going to say you're an idiot. Uh I taste nickel. I taste it. I taste it in my mouth hole. I taste the nickel. It tastes like uh well, it tastes like nickel. I get a strong metallic flavor in my mouth whenever I vape anything with a nickel coil head in it. And, you know, if I wasn't doing a review for the Magnus NI, um, then I wouldn't be vaping this nickel coil head. And if I didn't do a review for the Smoke Tech TCT tank, then I wouldn't have been vaping that nickel coil head either. Unfortunately, because of all these temp control devices out there, I need to speak to temp control in a lot of these. I mean, I can't do a DNA 200... You know review and be like I never used it in temp control mode that's that's part of it that's part of the review process is to use the device to its fullest extent so yeah I keep some nickel coil heads around just so I can use temperature control mode in some of these temperature control devices for my YouTube for my YouTube channel um, a lot of people asked about titanium and I haven't used a lot of titanium. I've done a couple builds with titanium. I did one at ECC. It was a dual 14-wrap, spaced coils, and it worked okay. Here's my hypothesis. Here's my postulating about titanium. Um, I think titanium heats up too quickly. I think it heats up so quick that the temperature limiting kicks in and then knocks your wattage down to basically nothing. And that's what my experience was with titanium. In the phenotype L, I did a dual coil at ECC, wicked it up, it was great. I juiced it all up and for the first like 0.2 seconds of your toot, it's great. It feels like a Canthal build. I mean, it's warm and hot and it's great. And then the temperature gets so high so quickly that the temperature limiting kicks in and drops your wattage down to almost nothing. Like it would be amazing for that split second and then and then it was like the weakest, coldest, most flavorless vape ever. I was vaping Mayi, and I love that juice, obviously. At first, amazing and then a split second later it went to just boring awfulness. I think that's the problem with titanium. Additionally, the titanium that I've used, I got some spider silk, very, very dirty. When I was building with it, my hands, I had stripes of dirt and filth on my hands and fingernails and fingertips from building with this titanium. Obviously, I'm gonna try a couple more titanium builds just before I really decide if I like it or don't like it. Right now, uh, I don't even really wanna build with titanium and it's because I get Such a good vape from Canthal or from uh, Anarchist Wire. That's what I use, is Canthal and Anarchist Wire. Except for my Clapton's, I use Niachrome. I get such a good vape from those. It fits the way that I like to vape. And titanium isn't offering me anything new. (laughs) And nickel isn't offering me anything good or new. Like uh, I like the vape I get off this Clapton coil so much better than nickel. So much better than titanium. As far as titanium being safe to use, bah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. I don't have any special secret information that I'm withholding from you. My experience with titanium, I don't really enjoy the way it vapes. At least it doesn't give me like a weird metallic flavor, but... The jury's out right now for me on titanium. If you know more about titanium and using titanium and wire and how to build with it and how to vape with it, obviously, yeah, please let me know in the in the comments below. Uh, I do may not reply to everybody, but I absolutely do read all of the comments. And uh, yeah, so one thing, another thing from the last vlog was that TFV4 tank, man, TFV4 tank. People went, uh, people went bananas. People. People got genuinely like offended that I didn't enjoy the TFV4 tank. People were like, you know, people were saying things like, Grim, you know, normally I really like your videos, but how can you be so wrong about the TFV4 tank? Or if you're having a bad experience with the TFV4 tank, it has to be user error because my experience was great. And people were generally like genuinely upset that I didn't like the TFV4 tank. Additionally, a lot of people in the comments actually agreed with me wholeheartedly and completely. I'm going to look through right now, where did I put those comments? This is one of the people who disagreed with me, serious monster one I haven't had any problems with my TFV4. It hasn't leaked at all and I've been through 240 mils of juice. I haven't used the build deck yet but the triple and quads have been nice another guy who disagreed with me i always enjoy your videos grim i do have to disagree though on the tfv4 tank i've been using mine for over a month and it's been great i prefer dripping while. I prefer dripping and I use this tank while driving because it's easier. Haven't had a single issue and never a single leak. It just sucks that you had so much trouble with multiple tanks. Plus, since I drip on series boxes, this is the only tank that comes close to vapor production I prefer. I'm sure if mine leaked all the time I'd feel the same way. That's why I stopped using the Hattrick tank, leaked too much. Lastly, this guy uh, popped collar. Haven't had any leaking issues with the TFV4 with the triple coils. I do use all 85-95% VG juice though. I like the tank, but I'm not in love with it. The top fill is great. The flavor is amazing, and the vapor production is awesome. It feels like I should. It feels like I should really have more airflow without the top air airflow open. It isn't even close to something like the Silo Beast or the Star, which is weird because the TFV4 is massive. I don't like the way the coils sit in the tank. The juice flow holes are raised a bit so you can't take advantage of the maximum juice capacity. I'm glad I got one and I enjoy it when I want a super dense cloudy vape, but I don't think it makes a great everyday vape. A lot of the time it really feels like more of a novelty, I'll be sticking with the Silo Beast and just grabbing the tfv 4 when I want to change things up. Additionally, a lot of people agreed with me in the comments. Uh, Jesse wrote and said, uh, "Same issue here with the TFV four. I put three, I put the three coil coil in today, thinking it was the quad that was causing the leaking, and it worked just fine until I set it down for an hour and it leaked like an mf'er. Ridiculous." I don't get it. Additionally, Lee wrote and said, Hey Nick, I've had the TFV4 for a few weeks now. The first week or so it was great. No leak to no need for a second mortgage to keep it full of juice. But after around a week, it started drinking juice like crazy. So I changed the coil from the triple to the quad and boom, leaking like crazy. I can fill it up, vape it and vape it. And then all of a sudden my hands covered in boiling hot juice. I loved it so much. Now like you, fucking hate it with a passion lastly Zach. Zach wrote in and said the TFV4 is the worst leaks like crazy I wish I had not drunk ordered it I feel like I'm getting mixed reviews everywhere some folks have no problems and others hate it I am in the do not recommend group would recommend the TCT so yeah my point of that whole segment wasn't to slam on the tank or slam on people who love the tank or people who use the tank that was really my experience that's what I do is I relate my experience I had three TCT tanks I used the quad and the sextuple coil heads and the RBA base and all I got was leakiness all over the place and after the second or third time A guy starts to get frustrated when you walk in and you go, oh, fantastic, my TFV4 tank leaked all over the place again and your mod is sitting in a puddle of e-liquid. It's enough to frustrate someone. So the point of that wasn't to slam on people who like the tank or even really slam on the tank itself. I was kind of trying to bring up this Chinese quality control thing like... There's a good chance that a lot of people who got the TFV4 tank got it, it worked great, they loved it. I think there's a really good chance as well that a lot of people got the TFV4 tank and it didn't work or didn't work as they thought it would and ended up leaking all over the place. So these quality control things are yeah once again the TFV4 comes out and I feel like the consumers the US consumers are the beta testers for this tank and I will bet you dollars to pesos that within the next uh, four months maybe three to four months they're gonna release the TF 4 version 2 that's going to address all the issues that people are having problems with because once again, thanks to smoke tech and thanks to Chinese manufacturing, American consumers are the beta testers for these products and I don't like it. So with that said, after all of this debacle, I went and I I revisited again the TFV4 tank and I have this new sort of stress test that I put my tanks through. All of my tanks that I've gotten have gone through this stress test. I fill it up with juice, Put a coil head, fill it up with juice, set it upright in my bathroom sink overnight. If it doesn't leak, that's good. Then I lay it sideways, and I leave it in my bathroom sink all day. And if it doesn't leak, awesome. Then I flip it upside down, and I leave it sitting in my bathroom sink, and if it doesn't leak, that's a good sign. So I grab my TFV4 tank, and I put the dual coil head in here, and I ran this bathroom sink test. No leaks to speak of. So I was kind of uh, excited. I'm like, wow, maybe this is a coil head that isn't gonna leak. My other, all my other experiences have been horrible and leaky. Maybe this one isn't going to leak. So I checked the resistance on it here. We'll put it on the, uh, it's, it's been on the 44. 1.6 ohms. 1.6 ohms, now once upon a time, that used to be low resistance, but now it's, eh, it's a bit of high resistance, isn't it? I have to rock this 1.6 ohm tank at 78 watts, which is a little over 10 volts. Now, to get anything good, to get any any sort of satisfaction, any sort of good flavor or good vapor, 10 volts. That's more than a series box. That's more than I that's the highest voltage that I have ever vaped. 1.5 ohm coil or 1.6 ohm coil at 10 volts. The flavor is okay, the performance is meh, the airflow is far too tight, Uh, smoke tech. When you release the version 2 of this tank, just have a little bit more airflow, not too much airflow, otherwise you end up with that, you know, the Aspire uh, Atlantis Mega had way too much airflow, it just diluted the flavor of your juice, A little bit more airflow little bit more airflow, not even necessarily in the bottom, needs to happen in the coil heads. There needs to be more even airflow throughout it, not just big holes at the bottom, throughout, throughout the whole thing. Additionally, I have to take a really long drag. And on top of that, I don't think the flavor is that great on this. Comparing it even to one of my other tanks that I really like, the Phantom, the performance is better the flavor is worlds better in this tank than it is in the TFV4 i'm sorry i still don't like the TFV4 it's not leaking on me but i have to rock a 1.5 ohm coil head at 10 volts to get any sort of satisfaction and then i, I the flavor is uh the flavor is very the the flavor is very <clears throat> the flavor is very meh to me but i did get it i did get it to work without leaking so you know what? Fuck it. I consider that. I consider that a success. So, moving forward, last thing I want to talk about. Oh, you know, we have to talk about batteries. Uh, I want to talk about. So there's a video out there. I think cheese. I think his name's Cheese Banana. Cheese Banana. Cheese Banana uploaded a video about the Scottish roll technique for wicking, and I want to talk about why that works. Why the Scottish roll actually works. Not just that it does work, but everybody's going – Pardon me, everybody's going Scottish roll crazy. I wanna talk about why it works. So, for the longest time, and in fact, I think I did this in the quick and easy, quick, easy and effective coil build video. For the longest time, what I would do is I would wick my coil, this is my coil, this is my wick. <laughs> I would wick my coil and then I would fold it under and just stick it down there in the juice well. And that was it, that's how I wicked and that's how I vaped. and. It was fine it was great I mean it worked really really well but what I started doing recently thank you to mTurk was wicking it so that your wicks are in your coil and then they come down and they just touch the very bottom of the of the of the juice well they don't need to be stuffed underneath or stuffed anywhere they just need to go down and touch the bottom of your juice well that's all they need to do Okay, This is why the Scottish roll works so well. This is one, This is the main component as to why it works so well. So I have uh, the switch mod atomizer here. And these coils, that wick is essentially, I mean, it's, it's basically dry. If I was in any other situation and I saw this wick, I would re-drip instantly, instantly, instantly. But what I'm going to do is take a few more pulls on it. I have the wicks going down just to the bottom of the deck, not stuffed underneath. I'm probably gonna take like maybe five or six more draws. Drags off of this uh, off of this relatively dry wick. Now this wick is really dry. Really, why does that part keep poking up? Really, really dry. I mean, this is white as the Arctic snow. And I've been using this wick in here for over a week it's been about a week and two days a week and some change using that wicking method where it just goes down and just touches so the Scottish roll works because when you separate the cotton and roll it all up it makes it so it can hold much more juice and then the wicks coming down make it so that you can utilize all of that juice so when your wicks are coming down what it's doing is it's creating more Airflow. You want airflow going over your coils and airflow going under your coils, and when I vape it I have to slightly adjust the way that I vape when it starts getting drier. When it's nice and wet you can kind of vape however you want. You can kind of take those really long, you know, slower or faster, but just really long drags and get a nice flavorful vape. And then as you're vaping this juice out of this cotton, you have to take slightly shorter and slightly harder toots on it. Because what that's going to do is it cools down your coils and allows the coils to vaporize the juice that is still in your wick without burning your wick. You have the airflow going under the coil, you have the airflow going over the coil. What it does is it cools down the coil, it lets it get hot to vaporize the liquid, but it doesn't let it get so hot that it's gonna burn your wicks. And so I just juice this up, so of course I'm gonna get a nice, delicious, flavorful vape. Wonderful, God that is good, God that is delicious. And as you keep vaping it, you drag harder and slightly shorter. And if you and even if it was super dry. If you were looking at it and it was super dry and you just did a quick little like really intense and really short, you could still get some juice out of that wick and it would cool down your coils so that it's not going to burn your wick. That's why the Scottish roll works. I'm going to link in the description to the Scottish roll wick which I've done. I don't I don't like uh, the process of peeling it apart and spreading it out and rolling it up and putting in. Most of the time my coils are smaller and so what I do is I take some cotton and I pull it through and you want to have tight, you need it tight in that coil, really tight. Then you snip it and bend those down just so they touch the bottom of the deck. It's almost the same as effect as the Scottish roll without having to actually roll it. I think it's great and I saw that Scottish roll after I had been doing this wicking technique and I was like, yeah, that I mean, he did it so well and it works great. It works uh it works really really awesome and again the rolling of it is just so that your wick will hold more uh will hold more juice, but that's why it works. Airflow, it's all about airflow, friends. That's why it works. So, we're 25 minutes into this vlog before we get to any beer, before we get to any shout outs, first impressions, or reviews for things that never got reviews. I wanna talk about batteries, just real fast. Give me like six minutes of your time to talk about batteries real fast. So, I've been putting it off, and putting it off, and putting it off, and let me open my email just to make sure that he hasn't emailed me. And I've been talking to a fella from ohm Cell, and I've been putting off talking about these sub ohm Cells for a while. When I first got these sub ohm Cells, I was kind of, very underwhelmed by them. I thought they were good, but every other battery I had was outlasting them in every capacity. He hasn't written me back yet. He has not written me back. He has not written me back yet. Well, what are you gonna do? Uh, if he writes me back, uh, I will relay his message. So I actually got to sit down and talk with uh, Mark from Sub-Ohm Cell. ECC we were talking about the batteries right and he was telling me all about them everything about them but he said don't share this information with anybody don't go on YouTube and talk about what I just told you and I sent an email to Mark and I said look I'm gonna talk about the sub cells in this blog you told me not to share any of the information that you told me so I'm not but by me going on YouTube and talking about the sub-ohm cells and saying that Mark assures me that these are not re-wraps, but I can't tell you why, is going to make us both look very, very bad. Mark has assured me that these are not re-wraps, but I can't say why. He said, don't tell anybody why. He gave me all this information that I am not allowed to share with any of you. He assured me that they're not re but he didn't tell me, he told me I can't say why. So I sent an email to Mark and said, listen, if you want to make a statement or something to that effect, I will absolutely read it. You can give me information and I will post it. I will read it on your behalf. When I first got these sub-ohm cells, I didn't like them. Uh, I thought they were okay. I was using them in parallel boxes, but I noticed that the battery life was much, much less than every, every other battery I had, even even less than the MXJOs, even less than the Purple Trust, or Trust Fire E-Fest batteries. I wasn't impressed by the performance of these batteries. And so Mark said, give them another chance, give them another chance, do this, that, and the other. And so I've, I've been trying to use them a lot. I've been trying to use them more and more, and I keep noticing the same thing. And then... Uh, my lady friend, she was using a parallel box with the sub-ohm cells in it, and she opens it up and she's like, what batteries are these? And I was like, these are the sub-ohm cells. She's like, these are terrible. She's not in the industry, she's not a, a part of it, she doesn't run a YouTube or an Instagram or have a blog or anything. She's like, these batteries, these batteries suck. And I'm like, right? She's like, the other ones, the blue ones, which are the Samsung 25Rs? She's like, the blue ones and the yellow ones are so much better than these. I feel like these are really weak. And I was like, yeah, they drop off really fast, right? So, these are not re I haven't had a great experience with the sub ohm cells. So I'm trying, I'm going back and forth in my head. Like, how am I gonna talk about these sub-ohm cells in my vlog? How am I gonna present these so that it doesn't seem like I'm just destroying these batteries? Because they're not horrible, but they're not that great. So I was watching the plumes of hazard as I often do. And he, he, they, uh, posted a link to a fella on, uh, ECF who has been testing, who has been testing batteries. And it's great. This guy does a great job. And he lists, I'm going to post a link in the description to all of his battery tests. He tests the Aspire batteries, the IMREN batteries, the EFest batteries, a bunch of LGHs, a bunch of MXJOs and then lastly on here is the sub-ohm cell 35 amp 2800 mah 18650 which is this one, which is this one that I have right here. And I have a bunch of these and I'm going to be doing a giveaway for him later. I mean I've got, he sent me like seven boxes of these batteries and I'm going to be giving them away. This is the sub-ohm cell, and this is the exact battery he tested. And he has this whole thing, disclaimer, the comments, the test results, and then he has his little bottom line. Bottom line from these test results, this is a 15-amp cell that has almost 40% less capacity than the Samsung 25R at 20 amps, and it runs much hotter than the 25Rs do as well. And I kind of went, yeah, that's... That's the way I feel about it as well. I wasn't super impressed with these, and now this guy has run these tests on the sub-ohm cells. And I'm not saying that these are re-wraps of anything. I do believe when he says they're not re-wraps of something, I just don't think it's a very good battery. I don't think it's worth the price. These are like 15 bucks a battery. 15 bucks a battery, no, that can't be right. Let me double check my math here. I don't think it's 15 bucks a battery. It can't be 15 bucks a battery. Who had these? Kidney Puncher had these in stock, right? Kidney Puncher had these on his site, and I don't think they were—I uh, don't think they were 15 bucks per cell. Yes, they are 15 dollars per battery, uh, and it's out of stock. It's out of stock anyway. So. I'm going to link in the description to Kidney Puncher where they have it for sale. I'm going to link in the description to this guy's test for the sub ohm cell, and I'm going to list, I'm going to post a link in the description to subohmcell.com, and they have their own battery specifications on here: 2800 milliamp hour, uh, 35 amps, 3.7 volts fully charged is 4.2 volts, operating temperatures between zero and 140 degrees. Diameter is obviously 18 millimeters. Um, length is obviously 65 millimeters since it's an 18650 battery. Uh, flat top terminal, sub ohm cells. They didn't win me over and I gave them loads and loads of chances. And I'm so glad that this guy, shout out to Mooch, who I believe is no affiliation with the TVA show podcast, shout out to Mooch for finally testing this battery and kind of reaffirming my belief that I don't think these are good cells to use especially in single mode and not even in a parallel box. Additionally there's one thing that also really confused me about these batteries. This is the most recent sub-ohm cell that I got You can see the top there that's what it looks like and this is the sub-ohm cell I got at ECC last year. Totally different. It looks it looks different. I mean I'm sure it's the same cell But what's weird is this just says sub ohm cell and then this one says sub ohm cell version one you see that little v1 right there sub ohm cell version one has the white sub ohm cell has the black I don't really I'm going to use the few that I have I have uh, three pairs of these and I'm going to be using them in parallel boxes and series boxes that's just what I'm gonna be using them in. I'm not gonna buy any more. I really want some more Samsung 25Rs and I really want some, some more uh, MXJO batteries. In fact, this guy also tested my favorite MXJO yellow batteries, these. These right here. These are some of my favorite batteries right here. MXJO 18650, it says 3.7 volts, 2500 MA, 35 amps. His bottom line on these this is a decent 20 amp continuous discharge cell with an average capacity. Its performance is close to the LG HE4. I recommend not using it above 20 amps as it runs very high temperature at those current levels. So this is a this is a good battery. This is a battery that I first got. I started using them and I was like these are good batteries. I really like using them and of course I posted a picture on Instagram and I talk about them on my YouTube and people get paranoid and go those are just re those are just re-wraps, those are just re I don't believe these to be re It's a 20 amp battery that performs close to the LG HE4 which uh, I have here, the LG HE4. They are uh, similarly matched batteries. It could be a rewrap of that, actually. Regardless, the MX-JOs are available and they're a much better purchase. Additionally, Samsung 25R is kind of like the Vape World's go to battery. It's my go to battery. I love using it. Those are much, much, much more readily available as well. As for the sub ohm cells, Honestly, I would pass on the sub ohm cells. And Mark, if you're watching this and you're just fuming at the throat and you're going to yell at me, send me an email and I will absolutely communicate that to my subscribers. But as it stands, the sub ohm cell tests were junky and uh, I just don't uh personally, I just don't feel like it's uh I just don't feel like it's a really good battery. So, that went a little bit too long. I'm going to have to save just a couple things for next week. No big deal. We can easily fit them into the next week uh, 35 minutes into this and we've already talked about so much stuff titanium wire and the ohm reader and the batteries and the Scottish roll and the TFB4 tank now let me take my breath let's move over to the beer section getting, you know what, you know what? so good. Oh, uh, I think I'm in the wrong house. All right, everybody, welcome to the beer section. So, I do have some beer. We're gonna be talking about a little bit, a little bit about some beer this week. So, I got this beer at Vaporcon West, and I, uh, I am bad with names and and people and and faces and. That event, uh, because of so much going on, it was just mostly a blur to me. I barely, I barely honestly remember VaporCon West, the actual event. I got this beer from someone at VaporCon West. I can't even remember when I got it or who I got it from, but someone, someone at VaporCon West gifted me this bottle of beer. This is the beer we're gonna be tasting, Firestone Hel 2015. Someone there gave me this beer. If you're watching this vlog, please just shoot me an email, grimgrain.com, so maybe next week I can actually give you proper credit or, you know, Make an annotation for this beer portion as to actually who gave this for me. It happens sometimes at vape meets us. because I talk about beer. Um, people like people, other beer enthusiasts like myself. They're like, dude, you got to try this. You got to try this. I brought a bottle of this. Let's drink it. Or I bought. I brought a bottle of this. I want to give it to you. So at. I think this was actually the only beer no no, I did get other I did get other beers at VaporCon West actually. This was the one I was saving, and I'm shaking it up right now by waving it around, but this has been in my fridge ever since I got back from VaporCon West. Like I said, this is the Firestone Walker Heldorado 2015. And it's a beer I've honestly uh, I've honestly never had. Look at that. Thankfully, zero cork action happening here. And Firestone, you know, I, they, I pretty much like everything that Firestone has done. Even their, like, simple beers, like their DBA beers and the stuff you can get in the regular grocery store. It is very, very delicious. And then oftentimes they do these, like special reserve barrel age type of beers and it's always like, oh, it's always so good. And unfortunately, they discontinued my favorite beer, the Sticky Monkey, but they're going to replace it with something else. So yeah. So what we got tonight, Firestone Walker 2015 Hel Dorado. Uh, This says it's a blonde barley wine ale. Uh, so it's a barrel-aged blonde barley wine, so I'm expecting something uh, maybe a little bit lighter in color, maybe something a little bit less uh, heavy than the, than the stouts and whatnot that I that I tend to, to gravitate towards. Uh, I'm gonna be pouring this in a tulip-style glass right over my keyboard, as I often do, or I should say as I always do. Thankfully there is no cork oh delicious see that stop just stop putting corks and stuff I get it corks are fancy they're like glass 30 mil bottles but you don't necessarily need a cork I get like a uh, even just from the aroma right there it's like a doughy bready like some grains going on in there let's pour this uh, let's pour this over my keyboard into a tulip style glass yeah a very. Very light. Uh, it's not really super translucent. And even with a heavy pour, I'm not going to get much of a head on there. That's about all I get. So I can tell it's not going to be super carbonated, super effervescent, if you will. Uh, let's go over to uh let's go over to Beer Advocate and see what they have to say about it. 94%. That's well, that's kind of amazing. Uh 94%. So that's that's actually really, really good. That's a really, really highly rated beer. I don't wanna read any reviews right now. I do, what I wanna do is go to the Firestone uh, Walker website and I'll post a link in this uh, link in the description to this. They say, you've been warned. Hell, Dorado may pour blonde in color, but if you take it lightly, you'll get gunned down by a blast of barrel-aged flavor and an ABV of 12%. An ABV of 12 oh my god. They say 12% on the website, but I'm looking at the bottle right now and it says 13.2%. Yes, thankfully it's cheat day because Grim Green will be getting drunk tonight uh, on Firestone Walker. So especially thank you to whoever bought this for me uh, for attempting to get me drunk. Was that your whole plan the whole time was to get me drunk? Um, Apparently it's quite quite the powerful potent beer. As you can see, I apologize Ruby. The head is already gone. I literally have nothing to drink through like a man, but I do have this sort of uh, cloudy, cloudy amberish-looking color. Um, I'm excited about it. Let's uh, let's give it a sip. Here's to you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh my God. So first thing, booze, 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 booze. It's it tastes like a, well. I mean, it's a barley wine. So I definitely get like some. Uh, some alcoholy, winey notes up front. It does taste very kind of doughy, bready, grainy. I feel like there's, like, I'm getting some, uh, hmm, like some caramely flavor or, or, a, or like a honey note in there, like a honey note. Let's head over to, uh, beer advo, advo. Adv- Do you even type, bro? Firestone Walker Beer Advocate, uh, yeah, so that's right, 94%, uh, this gentleman had it on tap, oh, which would kind of be delicious, poor, delicious? I make up new words all the time, delicious on tap 2013 so this is the 2015 he had the 2013 pours a hazy orange with a foamy bone head that settles into wisps of film on top of the beer yeah I mean there's no as it stands right now look at that there's no head on there whatsoever small dots of lace slowly drip into the remaining beer on the drink down smells of malty grain honey and caramel taste is that uh, taste is very much the same with caramel and toffee with a finish there's a mild amount of woody bitterness. I was going to say woody like a uh, like tree bark. Like uh, I grew up in Lake Tahoe and we had these really big huge pine trees and you know of course me and my brother you can pull the bark off of a tree and sometimes if you're lucky you can pull the bark off of the tree into like the shape of uh, of a gun and that's that's what we used because, you know, we were violent children growing up and we wanted to play with guns, as all kids do. But I remember specifically that when you yank that bark off of a pine tree, it, like, this dust just sort of flies into the air. That, like, woody smell in my nose is exactly what I got out of this beer. Which is weird how it how that happens. Uh, crisp mouthfeel. Overall, this is a very good beer with some great aromas and flavors. Absolutely, I agree. I definitely get that, like, doughy... Honey caramel toffee flavor. In fact, oh this was this is gonna be a good pairing and I didn't even plan it. Didn't even plan it. Up front though, that alcohol is very, very strong. It's 13%. The alcohol flavor almost takes away from the rest of it. Like once you can get past the alcohol flavor, you can kind of start picking up on that like hoppy, malty, honey flavor. But at that first, that alcohol just kicks you, just kicks you in the mouth. So I decided to go old school recently and uh, we have a the 30 mil bottles of our, of our, all of our Nambar classics. And I'm like, you know, people keep asking for caramelized banana and the epic clouds. And I'm like, man, you know what? I haven't had caramelized banana in a really long time, just because I've been tasting so many other people's juices. Like I've been on this my kick from lane co vapor and this dewy boba and all these other juices that I finally went back and tried my own flavors, which I haven't had this caramelized banana in a year, but we do it in 30 mils now. So I got some three milligram, this caramel banana is hopefully going to pair uh, really, really well. Did I drip? Did anyone see me drip? Was that a drip? I don't know if I dripped. I just don't want any dry wicks on here. Um, I'm using the Joe Lit 44. This is the phenotype L um, and I have a dual 24 gauge. It's like a 11 wrap or something like that. It came out to .18. Ohms, which is high. I haven't built that high in a while, but I have it at 90 watts on the 44. Let's let's pair these. Let's combine both of these things together right before I burp. Ready? Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, Chic. Sorry again, Chic. What's in the news, Robin? All right, so caramelized banana, Firestone Walker, Hell Dorado. Yeah, I get that the banana not so much but that like uh sort of caramely flavor from the juice goes really well with that like honey sort of toffee flavor from the beer before uh before donut pounder came out in the epic clouds uh caramelized banana was like my go-to beer drinking uh juice just because it had that like very strong very sweet toffee caramel flavor to it it seem to pair well with a lot of the beers I was tasting but yeah that's what I got thank you to the mystery person who gave me this Firestone 2015 Hell Dorado at VaporCon West if it was you please email me uh, I need to give a uh, I need to give you proper credit and I apologize for not remembering your name but I was I was in a blur that entire weekend so yeah that's what I got uh for the beer section generally after this we do shout outs it is shout outs Alright, so this first shout-out is going to Suzy. Susie, Susie Lady is is an avid watcher and commenter on my videos. She wrote to me uh, a while ago and said, Hey, Nick, I love your vlogs, as you know. uh, I think you're a fabulous guy with a big heart. Uh, Please give my husband and I a shout-out. Uh, for 30 September and our first wedding anniversary. We have been together a quarter of a century, but have been only married in the last year. I've been analog free for two years now and I love vaping. Hugs, Susie. Absolutely, Susie. Consider you and your husband. Shout it out. You've been together a quarter of a century and you've only been married a year. That is, that is fascinating to me because that actually, like that's something that makes sense in my head, but uh, very cool, absolutely, Susie lady. Consider you and your husband, whose name I do not know, shouted out and congratulations on being uh, on being uh, analog free for uh, on being analog free for that long. So uh, next shout out I want to do is for the Vaping Militia. Now, if the Vaping Militia asks for a shout out, I will always always give them a shout out. So what they got going on is a raffle. The Vaping Militia raffle being put on by the Vaping Outlaws, and I have a. Uh, I have a graphic here that I was going to look at. Vaping Outlaws is holding a donation raffle for the Vaping Militia. Lots of prizes, $5 a spot to enter. Prizes by The Resistance, Celtic Vapors, uh, PB Bros, E-Juice, no idea who they are. Uh, Smiley Liquid, no idea who they are. The Bidness Cotton, no idea who they are. And Suicide Bunny, all right. None of these vendors I actually recognize, which is kind of depressing to me. Oh, the Ohm Troopers are on there as well. So yeah, the Vaping Militia is having a raffle, five bucks to enter. I'll post a link in the description. It's done. It's going through Go. Fund me the vaping militia donation waffle, and I don't know why they spelled it with a W. I just see waffle. I don't see waffle. I see waffle. Anyway, the vaping outlaws and resistance have joined forces to raise money for the vaping militia. They are a united voice in our industry, and they help keep fighting the good fight for vaping rights everywhere. The militia is committed to protecting the rights of health and health of vapors by advocating for safe public use of personal vaporizers. We strongly believe and promote peaceful and professional activism and advocacy. But yeah, five bucks will get you in. Uh, Here's the list of prizes, full line from Chaos Clouds, full line from HFS, Brick House Mods, Box Mod, Mad Rabbit Juice, Uh, 120 mils of Celtic, or 120 mil Celtic Vapor, Suicide Bunny, all three lines in 120 mils, and a Suicide Bunny Hexone Box Mod. Good lord, that's a lot of prizes. Juice, juice, 520 mils, 320 mils, 730 mils. T shirts, 420 mils. And uh, the Ohm Troopers are donating a brass rig V2 mod. So, yeah, shout out to the Vaping Militia and uh, (sighs) shout out to Vaping Militia and the Vaping Outlaws. I'll post links in the description to where you can check those out if you're so interested. I do have a couple more shout outs that came to me via email. Uh, This is. From early September, which I guess it's still early September. Hello there, Grim Green. Me and my husband Tony watch your YouTube channel on the daily. I know you do shout outs, and I was wanting to give one to you because you're an inspiration for me and my husband. We've been vaping on and off for approximately six to seven months, and it has been joyous. Uh, Unfortunately, I lost my father last month due to. Second stage non stage four non-curable cancer. He had it in his lungs. It went through he went through tremendous amounts of treatment. That included him losing two-thirds of his right lung and his right kidney. He battled like a gladiator, and I want to give him a shout out for him going through all the pain and suffering he endured. He is my hero, and I will always remember him at his best. I love and miss my dad very much. It's been hard to bear. I appreciate every piece of inspiration you give out to the world. It's been wonderful watching your videos. We thank you absolutely, Rachel, your husband Timothy, and especially, uh, especially your father for, uh, for fighting as you said like a gladiator. Um, consider yourselves all absolutely shouted out. And I like that you said I'll always remember him at his best. And I think that's, uh, I think that's very, very important. I've, you know, I've known people who have come and gone in my life, uh, who have passed away, and. It's a good, it's a good habit to get into. It's a good thing, you know. You always want to remember someone when they're at their best, um, and I think that's, uh, I think that's really important for the healing process, uh, in my personal opinion. But absolutely, Rachel Timothy, thank you so much, obviously, uh, for viewing, and I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss. But uh, shout out to your dad who fought like a gladiator. Do have one more, one more shout out to do. Uh, This comes from Adam. I'm trying to keep these, you know what? I'm trying to keep these shoutouts just a little bit shorter. The vlogs have been running so freaking long lately that it, it drives me insane. So Adam, Adam writes and says, hey, Nick. I apologize in advance for this lengthy email. I'm a big fan of everything you do. I've been vaping for about a year now. I picked it up as a hobby, and your videos have helped me increase my knowledge about vaping. I watch the vlog religiously, and it's one of the coolest parts of my week to listen to you ramble about anything and everything for a little more than an hour every week. Vaping has really helped me and my friends, and allows me to strike up conversation with strangers who also vape. And sometimes that means making new friends. You've been a big help to a bunch of people, and I just want to say keep it up. But what I wanted to say is that I would love for you to shout out my mother. She's been smoking her entire adult life, or at least since she was 26 years old. She asked me about my vape recently and asked me to pick her out her own vape. She's been saying uh, she's going to quit for eight years now, but has not. I picked her out an Aspire Nautilus Mini Starter Kit and picked her out a few flavors that she might like. That is, I still think that the Aspire Nautilus Mini is the, the best. It is the best thing for a smoker to try out. Uh, Picked her out a few flavors she might like. She's been using on and off for a week or so. Though she still smokes, she's making progress, and I'm proud of her, as you should be. It would mean a lot to me and to her if you could shout her out. Her name is Sherry. Thank you for your time, Nick. And as always, let's keep on vaping. Absolutely. Adam, Sherry, consider yourself. shouted out. Congratulations to you, Sherry, for kind of making that decision to get into vaping. And I tell this to so many people. There's no rules in vaping. And I use my brother as an example. He was... Uh, a smoker i mean we were both smokers like smoker smokers and i took to vaping really really quick within a day or two i was like wow this is already good i'm done with cigarettes now and it took my brother about a year of me slowly getting him vape stuff and he would vape some and then smoke some and he went down you know in his cigarette consumption and i went down in my you know cigarette consumption obviously right away, but he went down in his cigarette consumption over time. And so even if you go from like a pack a day smoker to like a pack a week smoker, to me that is still absolutely a huge hurdle. That is a huge win. You've cut your cigarette consumption down so far and I know you will get to the point where all you wanna do is vape. I got to that point really quick. Other people don't get there quite as quickly, but absolutely Adam. Susie, Susie, Sherry, consider yourselves shouted out, and Adam, absolutely, shout you out for helping out, uh, helping out your mom like that. I think that's just, uh, I think that's just wonderful. Now I don't have any more shout outs, I believe. Uh, let me do one more. Let me just do this. Th- let me just do this last one. This is blind. I haven't pre-screened this. Hey Nick, my name is Jacob, and I have uh, reviewed your juice in the past, and I like the flavors. I recently gone through a surgery for my epilepsy. What they had to do was cut open my chest and change out my VNS. These past few months, I have had a couple of seizures and on the days I've been recovering from surgery, I watch your videos all day. I just wanted to say thank you so much for everything you've done. And uh, for the vape community, if possible, can you shout out my friend's shop? So this guy, he he's just here thanking me. He just had surgery, but he wants a shout out for his friend's shop. That is, uh, that's awesome. Yes, his shop is Freedom Discount Vapor in Hayden, Ohio. I helped him build it and the owner is Russ. He is a great guy with a great shop. Again, thank you for everything you've done for the vaping world. Let's keep on vaping. Absolutely, Jacob, consider yourself shouted out for going through what you went through and absolutely, we'll, we'll shout out Russ for his shop Freedom Discount Vapor in Hayden, Ohio. You're both, obviously, boom, fist bumps. Super shouted out, super shouted out. Now, we've talked about so much and we tasted some very, very delicious beer that I still remember. Oh, I still remember what it tastes like. Um, And we got to meet Spider-Man, which we haven't met Spider-Man before. So, what I wanna do now, right after shout outs, you know where we go, it's first impressions time. All right, so first impressions, what first impressions ooh, do I have this week? Well, you can probably see some of these or one of these in the title. got a new atomizer from uh, beyondvape.com, and a while ago, Beyond Vape released the Mako and the Mako War atomizers, and then they released the Mako Shorty atomizer, and then about, oh, it's been, shoot, when did the Mako War happen? Not really sure. December, it was back in December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, Oh wow, look at that, look at that upgrade schedule, almost nine months, Mako War version two, now, this is a lot like the Mako War version one, IMO, has a chuff top cap with an adjustable airflow, it's got a nice big build deck, the O-rings on it are beyond strong, it's got like what looks like a 24 karat gold or a, you know, gold-plated contact posts on there. The center contact hole, the center post hole is a little bit bigger than the two side holds to accommodate two wires. I have a dual fuse Clapton in here, wicked with that slightly Scottish roll technique where the wick just comes straight down. Been getting a just wonderful performance from it. These O-rings are so strong and the bottom of this is so flat that it's cutting this o-ring. If I'm pressing this on straight, it's just cutting that o-ring up and I'm worried that it's going to continue to do that and just cut the o-rings up, which I don't like. And wow, these are strong. Oh, ah, caught my shirt. Oh, I caught my shirt in the o-ring. The o-rings are strong. Even when completely juicy wet, those are strong o-rings. But What I do is on this Mako War Two. this is very much a cloud-chasing atomizer. Big build deck on the inside, non-intrusive airflow adjustment. I have a dual-fused Clapton in here, 0.13 ohms. And what I do is I close the airflow down uh, about halfway. Nothing but just performance and warm vapor into your mouth hole. Now, I kind of wanted to try this completely open. So what I have... Authentic chuff, IMO, the authentic chuffs are better than any chuff cap I've ever used. Snaps on there with authority, looks super cool. Now this is is full wide open, it's just like breathing. There is zero resistance. It's like the phenotype. There's just all the way open, there's just no resistance. It's just like breathing in air. Extra big clouds though on that one flavor is not nearly as good flavors still okay just not nearly as good as it is with the uh it is with the airflow uh shut down a little bit and man these o-rings on top are even strong I have to really kind of struggle to get those in but yeah Mako war 2 I'm gonna see uh where did the mako beyond vape there you go where are you beyond vape there you are beyond vape Mako war version 2. Fifty bucks, yeah, not bad. I don't feel like that's bad. I honestly, don't feel like that's bad. It's not really bringing anything. It's not really bringing anything new to the table. That's the problem I have with the Mako War Version Two. Uh, I feel like the Mako War was a great cloud chasing RDA. Um, it has twenty four gold plated contact, preventing any spinning. The Mako War Version Two is armed with a massive Cyclops style airflow, three millimeters by eleven millimeters. The built-in Delrin drip tip insulator is optimal for heat dissipation. True wide bore and chuff style drop tops now features an AFC to regulate the huge airflow. There you go. Beyond Vape has high quality atomizers and this is no different. This is a high quality cloud chasing atomizer and uh, I like it. It was super easy to build on. Huge pulse holes for this dual fuse Clapton. Just super easy to build on. Good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good, it's good, it's good. So what's next? What's next on the first impressional docket? Here, let's do this mod. So I got this from uh, directly from H Cigar. Here's a funny story about this mod, actually. So this is the H Cigar VT20. Wow, this goblin already took the paint off of it. Son of a bitch. Yeah. You see this stripe over here? Yeah. That's from my goblin mini just taking the finish right off of this mod. Which kind of leads me to believe that the finish on this mod isn't super durable anyway uh, h cigar emailed me and they're like we see that your vt200 was delivered what do you think of it and i said i did not receive a vt200 in fact this is the first email that we have ever exchanged mr h cigar i said do you have my most current address and we said is this your address and it was some random PO box up in Burbank, California, that I have never lived at, heard of, or used before. And I said, I have never lived there. Uh, that's never been my PO box. Here is my address. And they said, We're so sorry. We sent a VT200 to that address. And all I could think of was someone scammed H Cigar. Someone. Went up to H Cigar via email and said, "Hey, I'm Grim Green. I want to review the VT200. Send it to this address." And they just went sure and sent it to that address. And then they emailed me, Nick at GrimGreen.com, and said, "How do you like it?" And I said, "I never got it." So eventually, yes, I did get the H Cigar VT200. This is a 200 watt, real DNA 200 in there. Mod and it's rounded on one side. It's got these little sort of cutouts in the finish that makes it really comfortable to hold. I hate these stripes. I, it really, the stripes are super unnecessary. I just don't like the way they look. I think it actually makes it look cheaper. I think they were trying to make it look more elegant or more interesting or something. To me, it just looks cheaper. I think the VT 200 all in black. With the display and the buttons over here, charge it via USB. The up and down buttons are squishy. The fire button is squishy. But I've been rocking it with the Goblin Mini, and it's been really fantastic. Really, really enjoyable vape. So, what I don't like about this so far in my one single day of having it, and let me get to their, uh, let me get to their website. On their website, VT200, designed by H Cigar, Heartbeat by Evolve uses the DNA200 chip from Evolve. Uses a 3S lipo, 11 volt, 1300 mAh battery for a total of 3900 mAh. So this is supposed to have 3900 milliamp hours. It has terrible battery life. And it's not like I've been rocking it at 100 plus watts the entire time. I got it in the mail and I didn't use it right away. Which is a hard thing to do, but I didn't use it right away. I just plugged it in and made sure it was fully charged. Fully charged. I put on my little Goblin Mini. 0.4 ohms. 39 watts. That's the highest wattage I've been using. 39 watts. No big deal. Battery since this morning is half. Half full, says so half on there. Fully charged this morning, I've been rocking it at 39 watts with a .4 ohm coil, went out, did some errands, went on a nice long walk over to the Chase Bank, over to the CBS Pharmacy, came back, half battery life. I'm just not getting good battery life on this and I don't know why. Uh, maybe it needs higher wattages, I don't really know. Maybe it needs lower ohms higher wattages. Maybe I should put that the smoke tech tank on here so that I can rock it at like 30 watts uh, or 78 watts and use it at 10 volts and see how the battery life holds up. So far my only nitpick with it is the battery life so far has not been spectacular. Feels a little bit on the cheap side. Feels just, just a little bit cheap. Not like I stick 50 watt cheap but like... A little bit on the cheap side, just a little bit on the cheap side. Um, so the asking price on this, 170 bucks. Obviously, like all my first impressions, I need to spend more time with this before I can actually feel comfortable talking about it and I have a feeling I would have had this probably maybe a month and a half ago uh, if uh, they didn't send it to somebody in Burbank, California. Hope you're enjoying your VT200, whoever you are in Burbank, California. I'm enjoying it I think it's pretty cool uh, it's a mod that I want to use there's some mods that come in and I feel like I have to use them and then there's some mods that come in and I want to use them this is something that I really want to use I like the size I like the form factor I even don't mind the squishy buttons I wish it was like a clicky my Tech switch but what are you gonna do it's been good it's been it's been pretty good I actually maybe I don't want to say this on video kind of like it more the uh, Vaporshark DNA 200 Eh, just a little bit Uh, Vaporshark DNA 200 bottom display this is a display on the side it's a little easier to read the buttons click here I mean I'm not comparing these I kind of enjoy using it more than the Vaporshark but what are you gonna do I mean that's why I'm here I'm here to uh, here to put things through their paces and try them out and test them out and this, that, and the other. So what was my other first impression that I was going to do? I had a new Atomizer. That's right. I have the Nobunuga, the Nobunaga, the Nobunaga RDA, the Nobunaga RDA. So Tendu Vapor, Uh, they had a mech mod that I actually did a review for their mech mod. Now they have an RDA. In fact, they have a mini version of this RDA as well that I like even more. But they have the Nobunaga RDA and it is three post RDA, deep juice well, adjustable airflow. You can rock it with a chuff style cap on top if you want. Comes with a chuff style cap. The airflow fully open is really, really open. There is, it's almost like the Mako War V2. There's just no resistance. It's like breathing, almost no resistance. Highly decent, highly decent flavor there. And again, what I like to do is take their top cap, I shut the airflow down exactly halfway so there's only two of those four little dots open. Throw a Dot Mod uh, drip tip on there, much better vape for me, for my style, for the way that I vape, this is a much better vape. It's a good atomizer. Um, I'm interested to see how much it costs. It says out of stock, oh, 50 bucks. Oh, so it's the same price. Uh Uh-oh, here's what I smell happening in the future. Mako War version 2 versus the Nobunaga RDA. Same price point, both stainless steel, three-post adjustable airflow with chuff caps. That's what I smell. That's what I see happening in the future. Now, they have the Nobunaga Mini as well. I've been rocking it on this this mech mod that I, I talked about last week little tiny little dot mod drip tip on there. Now this is designed to be one of those like shorty style atomizers. And out of all of the short style atomizers I've tried, I like this one the most. It's got great airflow. It's got great O-rings. The build deck on it isn't like completely claustrophobic. I put a six wrap 24 gauge in there and it's been, uh, it's been pretty fantastic. I mean, the flavor is really, really nice. I love Pardon me, I don't know why I'm hiccuping. I love the small little low profile of it. It just looks, looks okay, I have the hiccups now and they're never gonna go away. Okay, I think they might have gone away. I just like it, I like how, I like the profile. I like the small little profile of it. In fact, what I could do for a future video, how mind-blowing would this be? The Mako War version two and the Mako Shorty versus the Nobunaga full-size and the Nobunaga Mini. Oh, or maybe I'll make that two separate videos. Maybe I'll do the War and then the Shorties competition later on, but regardless, it's a very cool, very little atomizer. I actually opened up the Airflow just a little bit more on here because the Airflow holes are shorter, which makes absolute sense. So with with the long Airflow holes, I have it down to two, and with the shorter Airflow holes, I have it open to three. I get kind of a similar experience. Great great flavor. That flavor is delicious. I'm vaping a Grim Cult beta flavor that's probably going to come out hopefully sooner rather than later. It's just delicious, delicious flavor in my mouth. No idea how much this Nobunaga Mini is going to sell for, but the Nobunaga RDA, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Nobunaga RDA, I just like saying that, Nobunaga RDA. $50. Fifty bucks. It's a cloud chasing RDA, 304 stainless steel, adjustable gold plated copper contact, slotted 2.5 millimeter post openings. That's right, it does have two millimeter post holes in there. Center post peak insulator, adjustable vertical Cyclops airflows, top cap designed for single and dual airflow adjustments, five millimeter juice wells, drip tip included. Now they say, oh, it's made out of palm. P-O-M, their chuff cap and their included drip tip are made of a material called POM, P-O-M. I've never heard of this before, POM? I don't know what POM is, P-O-M. It says it improves heat dissipation. And then they have this jaw cap, that's what they're calling it, also made out of POM, P-O-M, for optimal vapor production. Improves heat dissipation, improves heat dissipation i don't know what that is when i first saw palm i thought it was the material you know that doesn't get gunked up like some sometimes especially girls get really gunky drip tips i was assuming that this is what that material was but evidently it's for heat dissipation and it's called palm i wonder if that chuff tip fits on the mini that would be cool i'm gonna try to put it on there oh it fits the chuff top fits on the mini. Look at that! Oh, look how cool that is! Oh, I think that looks so cool. Little, uh, it's a little on the on the airy side there. Little on the airy side, but it's good. Oh shit! I'm gonna leave that on there. I'm gonna leave it on there because that looks cool. The black and black, and pff, that looks cool. Done. Wow! I love discovering stuff like that. Kind of my favorite thing ever. Um, before we get too crazy here, I got a new tank, and this tank comes from not H Cigar, not Tendu. Shit, I just closed the tab. Not Cult Mods, not Beyond Vape, not Amazon, not Subohm Cell. Advakin, A D V K E N, Advakin. So they have this new Omega. RBA they call it, even though it's an RTA. The Omega RBA is a top filling system, uh, it's an RTA, so it's rebuildable, adjustable airflow, uh, holes for huge vaping, bottom airflow, dual square post system for large holes, easy DIY coil, adjustable pin made in copper plated silver, 3 mil capacity. Three mil capacity. So uh, let me just, I'm gonna fill this up, oh, where's my juice? Where's my juice? Where the F is my F in juice? Haha, found it. So this is uh, the Schwartz downside, I just put it in a unicorn bottle. And like they say, it's a top fill design and it's an RTA. So I'm gonna unscrew this top part, oh I can see the juice going in there already. I'm gonna unscrew that top part, and what I did with this tank is I ran the tank test on it. I built it, I filled it up with juice, I took a couple of vapes. I was like, "Hey, this is working out. Uh, this is working out pretty well." So I put it right side up, standing up in my bathroom sink overnight, didn't leak. Put it sideways in my sink during the day, didn't leak. Put it upside down in my sink the next night, didn't leak. Satisfied, I was satisfied with it. The reason I ran that test on this tank was because the deck is weird. The deck is just weird to build on. It's got that thing where the post holes are really high above the airflow. So you have this little airflow coming up, and then you have these really high post holes, and then you have to drape the wick down into these channels where the threading is. And this is a one-piece chimney design. This might be a contender for the Goblin V2, just saying. Hashtag just saying. It's like the Goblin, but with better airflow. One-piece chimney design on this makes it awkward to wick. I love two-piece chimney design. That's one of the reasons I love the Goblin so much. Makes it so much easier to wick. You wick it like the Zephyrus. You. Put your wicks in, you pull them up, you put the chimney on, you cut them, and you stuff them down in there. Not into the juice flow holes, but above the juice flow holes. With this, the post holes are really high. So I had these really high coils, and then the juice flow was way down here, and I'm going, what? And so I pulled my coils down to just above the airflow. And so we have these long leads going up to these post holes and then these long leads coming down to this coil and then I just stuffed cotton in there, tried to cover up those juice flow holes, screwed the uh, screwed the chimney on and I was like, well, if it's gonna leak, I'd rather have it leak in my sink. It hasn't leaked at all and the vape has been really, really stellar. It has a standard, ugh. 510 drip tip placement. I wonder if a dot mod would fit in there. For some reason, I don't think so. But it comes with its own drip tip. Overall, this has been a great tank. Click over to Advakin. I'll post the link in the description where you can check this out. But yeah, you can see there's a picture of the deck, and the post holes are really high above the uh, above the airflow, and then you have these threaded juice flow channels it's weird it's just it's just a weird tank to wick but once I got it wicked correctly oh man the vape has been the vape has been just stellar the flavor also really really good on par with like the goblin mini or the k-fun or something like that I think the flavor on this is really stellar and I really like in an RTA being able to take a really long drag without having to worry about a burnt hit and so I'll start off doing longer and longer and longer and then eventually I'll just get carried away and be like I'm gonna see how long how literally how long I can take a drag on this for generally I get a burnt flavor with this one not at all so yeah, we did uh we did this Ohm mega tank. We talked about the Naganobu Mini, we talked about the Soul Reaper a little bit, and we talked about the uh you know the DVT 200 from H Cigar. So that kind of is gonna wrap up my first impressions. What I would like to uh, somewhat end with is for Reviews for things that never got reviews. Reviews for things that never got reviews. All right, it is time to review something that never got reviewed. So I have this mod here, and I first saw this mod back in July of 2014. The fellow that sells them came to VaporCon West, the very first VaporCon West, and he's like, hey, check out this prototype mod I have. It's something I'm working on. I'm gonna release it really soon, and I wanna send you one. So keep in mind this is 2014, July 2014. And I got it and I'm like, wow, that is, what is that, a box mod? Then I opened it and this slide on here is just, I mean, the thing is machined so well. It's machined incredibly well it is pristine it is borderline some of the best machining I've seen on a mod and it's these magnets right watch how this just slides up there oh and it clicks and you can take it off and watch it'll just bounce just bounces on the little magnetism and then you can take it all the way off single 18650 and both doors come off because you need that to uh, adjust the locking feature so door slides on just precision fit door slides on and it's got a fully mechanical switch and an adjustable 510 and it's a mech mod it is a full-on mech mod so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna attach this on here that Nobunaga Mini and I saw this back in 2014 and I was like yeah I like it send me one as soon as you can So fast forward about a year, and he has a production version of it. And by now, I feel like it's not something I'm really interested in anymore. I was like, oh yeah. I saw him and I'm like, oh yeah. I remember that thing. I liked the slidey clicky door button. The clicky door that slides open with magnets. It's so fantastic. Look how smooth. Oh God, it's just, you can't appreciate it unless you feel it. You just have to feel how smooth and precise this is. It is ridiculous. But I was like, oh, I'm kind of getting away from single 18650. Mods, additionally, when I do rock a single 18650, I really like it to be a small, compact package, like this little 18650 guy right there. Just small and compact and simple. This seems big for a single 18650, but I wanted to give it a try. So I'm gonna put a battery in here right now. This is a Samsung 25R, and I'm gonna swap out the contact in here real fast. I'm gonna show you how he's selling them now, because Right now, I have it set up so there's a spring in there. Listen to this, you hear that battery just going back and forth like crazy in there? It's a spring that's holding the battery up against the contact, but it just falls out. It's a very, very weak spring, but it should still fire. It should still fire perfectly. And when I was using it, I noticed that it was a nice little hard hitting device Except for that battery. Yeah, I mean it hits great. I've got a Samsung 25R in here, but man, that is a rattler. So, what he included for me was this little tool to take the spring out. I'm gonna gonna pop it in there, just like that. I'm gonna grab my screwdriver, unscrew this. So this little tool takes the spring out and you can replace this, shit, this base with a wheel, right? So you can adjust your bottom contact up and make it nice and tight so you're not relying on like that slightly wobbly spring to hold your battery in. I mean, you heard the battery in there. It was just rattling around like crazy. So you use an Allen key, you pop this little screw out, you can take the spring off, and then what you can do is this is now your bottom contact and it's in there it screws in there so if I screw this back into the mod using the handy dandy tool which is actually really freaking great nice big thread so smooth so well machined it's ridiculous Then I'm gonna put this in here and then now this is gonna hold my battery hopefully much more in place than it was before holy crap I sliced my thumb open how did I do that? Who does that? Okay, and my finger. How did I slice my finger and my thumb open? I literally just sliced both of them open. What is so sharp on here? Nothing. Nothing is sharp on here, but I have blood on my finger. Okay, medic! So yeah, now I can put my battery in here. I can adjust this little wheelie madbob at the bottom up. Oh yeah. Dude, that holds the battery in so perfectly. Does it fire? Hey, it fires! No more spring. Listen to that, no more rattle, even a little bit. It's weird, it's a weird mod, and so, this I had been eyeballing this mod for like a year and then I finally got one and when I got one I felt like it was already outdated. So I got other mods and this one fell behind and then I got other mods and then this one fell behind. And then so again I went on Google and I was researching it and I came across Todd's review. So Todd uploaded a video way back in June 2015. Way back in June 2015. It's a quick 20 minute video. He said. He says everything that I would say about this device. It's the exact review. If you want to know what I would do, just watch Todd's review. And that's why I didn't necessarily want to upload a video about this, but I did want to talk about it and preferably not bleed everywhere. How am I still bleeding? I cut, I cut three spots. I cut my thumb and my finger and then this finger, all in one motion doing something and I don't even know what I was doing. But yeah, the Kensey Slide. Now, I'm not sure exactly how much this costs, but I'm gonna post a link in the description to Todd's review and then to their Facebook page. And they have all the diagrams of how you take it apart, how you service it. He says it doesn't come with springs anymore. You can do black with different color anodized on there. Like I said, the center post in the top is adjustable via Allen key. He's still machining them and I was told that this was a limited edition thing, like he's not going to be mass producing them, but he is and I'm going to post a link in the description to his website, The Slide by Kensey. It's not for me, it's a mech mod but it's big for a single 18650 mech mod. I think that actually looks super cool that Nobunaga Mini with the chuff cap on this device. I think that looks boss. Good, it just works great. Um, It's interesting, it's an interesting device and I just never did a review for it. It fell through the cracks because I thought it was really weird and really wonky and kind of outdated and I just wasn't super excited about it. This was one of those mods that I had to like force myself to use where I'm like, ugh, I need to spend more time with that Kensi, and I really don't want to because it's so big and boxy, but it's only a single 18650 mech. The The machining on it is just, uh, is just beautiful. It does have this strange locking feature, right? So you open this side and you see that button right there? You press it. And now you can't press the button it's locked and then when you want to unlock it you flip it around flip that door open press the button and now now it'll fire it's weird it's just such a weird ass mod such a weird ass mod I don't know it never got a review and now it's getting a review because it never got reviewed and that's what this segment is for I'll post a link in the description slide by Kensy. it works but it's a big sort of bulky single 18650 now he's got room in here bro you could throw a single 26650 in there In fact I just happened to have one sitting here you could do it you could do a single 26650 mech mod in there I think you can do it I believe in you Kenzie let me know when you release a 26650 slide because the machining on it second to none it's just beautiful the sliding feature on it look at this look how smooth Oh it's I just get hypnotized by it. But yeah, slide by Kensi. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to organize my desk. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this here vlog up, but not before I get to my final segment. This is the new segment I'm ending every vlog with this new segment. <laughs> So my favorite comment of the week on YouTube, this came to me via someone named Eric and I blocked out his last name. This was done on my quick and easy and effective coil build tutorial, he says, You asked us if we could see the microscopic spaces. Well, the answer would be no, as you would need a microscope to see microscopic things. You fucking idiot. Why do people go to you for videos? You're a complete idiot. There you go. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Eric, for your feedback. It's always just, so helpful. You're right. I don't know why I said microscopic spaces because yeah, of course, if it's truly microscopic, then you would need a microscope to see microscopic spaces. Or I was just using a figure of fucking speech, Eric. Why don't you get your head out of your ass and get off the internet? Anyway, uh, yeah, that's what I got for this blog. I'm going to wrap it up. We've had a great time. Um, As always, you're more than welcome to comment. I love reading and replying to Comments, I uh, got a lot of cool stuff coming up, a lot of mech mods, a lot of RDAs, a lot of boxes, some DNA 200 stuff. I still got that series hooligan box that I am going to talk about. The Joe Lit 44 is coming up. The Suric X is coming up soon. In fact, I'm moving that closer because I want that to have a video soon. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. I just have a lot of stuff. Don't forget Vapor Trail, Connecticut, and then I'm gonna be in uh, Arizona for the Vapor Dynasty Expo and then I'm going to be in uh, 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 Ireland for the Ireland Vape Fest and then that's uh, that's my year. But that's what I got. Thank you so much for watching everybody. And as always, you know what? Let's grab this Kenzie slide. Let's keep on vaping. No juice in there. There was no juice in there. I'm not going to vape it because there's no juice in there. I remembered as I pulled it up to my mouth, I was like, there's no juice in here. I'm going to have to fake it for the outro. And then that's it. I just set it down. But what I really want to vape on, Surik X, I have the uh, Nobunaga full-size RDA on there. And I have this great new juice from Ronin called Emperor's Crunch. I just think it's delicious. Tastes exactly like Captain Crunch. And that's... uh. That's something that appeals to me. It's a cereal flavor that doesn't taste like uh, lemons. Those Those are my vape tricks. Watch out, V-God Johnny, coming for you.